0: Pull those belts tight, put on your helmet, and grab a gear. It's time for another high-speed episode of Race Chaser Media's Motorsports Madness, powered by MyComputerCareer.edu, training for a better life. Let's throw the green and send it to the hosts in the studio.
1: That sounds like a fabulous idea. Welcome to Motorsports Madness, presented by MyComputerCareer.edu, training for a better life. My name is Tom Baker, and I will be... The main driver of the show this evening, or main host, I guess I could say. Next to me will be Randy Miller. Randy, uh, part of our, actually, is the other half of the Inside Pass show on Tuesdays here on WSIC. And Race Chaser Radio, and then uh, James Mellick with us in the studio as well. James, of course, uh, our producer de jour, we call him Red. He is uh, a full-time member of Levine Family Racing in the Cup Series. He is a teardown specialist during the week, and uh, we get teardown him.
2: specialist at night
1: too. Yeah, we, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he tries to hold the show together at night. He's <laughs> the
2: glue at night. Yeah, he's the glue
1: at night. and The teardown guy during the day. He's our crew uh, chief. And then on the phone on the uh, Strutmasters.com hotline, we have Jacob Seelman from. Speed Sport and SprintCarMidget.com. Jacob with us. Uh, He's going to be with us for the entire show uh, remotely. And then we have Austin Langenstein joining us in about half an hour or so. Austin, uh, part of the HMS Motorsports team, and he is actually going to compete once again in this year's Chili Bowl. And Austin uh, making his second start there. He'll be checking in with us in about uh, half an hour to tell us what's up with that. And Jacob, you have not been on the air with us too much lately, um, but the news just keeps on coming. We had an interesting bit of news this morning that I want to get to in the next segment. So I'm going to give you a minute to kind of prepare for it while we go to break. I
2: don't need longer,
1: but uh, yeah, probably. Uh, but uh I want to talk about the announcement that JD Motorsports made this morning when we come back on the other side of the break um, because one of South Carolina's finest young racers getting 20 races in the Xfinity Series. We're going to talk about that when we return and much more as Motorsports Madness presented by mycomputercareer.edu gets underway
3: once again. We will be right back. After these words...
9: Always choose a designated driver. Remember, music lives and so should you.
3: Automotive technicians and auto service trainees, how would you like to work at the beach and perform for one of the best car care centers in the nation? Louis Minicky is now looking for skilled automotive technicians to join their award-winning team.
6: Hi, this is Ross Chastain. You're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show.
1: Welcome back to Motorsports Madness presented by mycomputercareer.edu. We're uh, coming to you live, or maybe not, depending on where and when you're listening to this. But we are still coming from the WSIC studio in Statesville, North Carolina. And uh, we've got... um, Chris Murdoch in here playing photographer. I can see this is going to get out of control real fast tonight.
2: We got to pick on somebody because Jacob's yeah, not here. Yeah, Jacob's
1: not here, so he gets a reprieve. Uh, so we'll, we'll uh, Murdoch will be the uh, source of our humor for the evening. Uh, Jacob is on the phone, however, and I want to bring him onto the air with us. Hello, Jacob. How are you?
2: Yeah, my thoughts exactly. Well,
1: apparently Jacob has gone to sleep. <laughs> we'll uh, we'll we'll see what's going on with Jacob, but he's, we'll have him on the air eventually. He's
2: feeling under the weather. Yeah, that's, he's a little under the weather tonight. So one, uh, one, hopefully, we'll one reason why he's not here.
1: We'll get him but, <laughs> get him back on the air. I uh, wanted to talk to him about the announcement that JD Motorsports made this morning because a uh, young driver that um, Jacob and I both know very well, Colby the kid, Colby Howard. Um, I had a chance to work with Colby for a couple of years when he started running the the late. Uh, limited weight models and in, into the weight model uh, part of his career. And I think uh, we got Jacob
2: back, he back up
1: the master's hotline. Hello, Jacob. I was talking the first time, and apparently y'all were deaf and couldn't hear me. Well, see, hey, were, don't were, you, James, just let me know. You were in parentheses was the problem, and we have trouble bringing people on the air who are in parentheses. So we appreciate <laughs> that you got out of the parentheses in time to uh, join us. We were just starting to talk about the announcement that JD Motorsports made this morning. Um, I love this. Colby the Kid, Colby Howard, um, who I had the uh, pleasure of working with for a couple of years, has gotten a huge opportunity to run 20 Xfinity Series races with JD Motorsports next year. You've got a Simpsonville, South Carolina driver with a South Carolina-based team. I mean, this is about as Southern as it gets. Colby, a second-generation, actually third-generation racer. His father, Buddy, was a four-time champion at Greenville Pickens Speedway, or his grandfather. And his father, Rodney, actually uh, was a NASCAR racer in his own right, made it, I think, as far as the Bush Series. Not sure if he had any cup starts or not. I can't remember. But uh, Colby certainly got the competition gene, and he is a... A, uh, a racer that I think uh, he's only had a couple of starts in the truck series, so it may take him a few races to get going. But I expect that uh, Colby is going to be um, a quick learner and will be one to watch as the year goes on in those JD Motorsports cars when he runs. Uh, and he's he's got a great personality, too. I think uh, I think a lot of people will enjoy getting to know him.
10: Oh, I agree with that 100%. And I love everything about this announcement. You know, this is yet another step of, you know, Johnny Davis trying to help propel some of these younger drivers. We saw it last year with uh, Ryan Vargas and Ryan Repco each getting yep. some start and kind of breaking into the national stage with JD Motorsports. Uh, we've seen it before in the past with Garrett Smithley and even before that with, you know, guys like Landon Castle and Ross Chastain. And we're just seeing the the continued progress of that and continued evolution of that here, I think, with Colby. And I think the good news for Colby is, like you said, he's got 20 races to work with this year. And really, you know, this isn't just a couple of races to get your feet wet. This is, you know, I think he's going to have a lot going for him, and I think he's going to be able to prove quite a bit over the course of the year you know, running those 20 races with uh, JDM, I believe, starts at Phoenix, if I remember reading the yeah, release I think, correctly. I think that's true, yeah. So, um, no, a lot of good things. I think it's, you know, uh, early on, I think you the shorter tracks and, and some of the tracks where he can really perform well will certainly be of a benefit to him, but you know that's not to say he won't get his fair share of intermediate experience too, which is going to be beneficial because other than the one truck start at Homestead, he doesn't have much of that yet. So it's going to be a big learning year for him, I think, and he's with the right.
1: Yeah, I, I, I definitely agree with that, and I think I don't want to I don't want to discount him though, even in his early starts on the intermediate tracks, because at Homestead in the uh, Youngs Motorsports truck that he drove, he got as high as thirteenth and uh i think he, i can't remember i think it was that race also where he qualified 16 so he he definitely catches on quickly he he finished in the top 10 in both of his arca starts that he's had previous um you know he he just does a great job he's been winning like crazy in uh anthony Campy's super late models and even from the start i mean when i was working with him uh, in his early days in the the weight models, it was obvious that he had the talent. He just had to basically develop the skill set for the bigger cars. And he's done that. And they're great people. His family are just some of the best people you'll ever meet. And uh, Colby is just a really, really cool young racer. Um, great personality. Kind of on the quiet side. But, uh, you know, somebody that's easy to get to know and easy to like. He's not cocky. He doesn't uh, show off. You know, he's just very humble. So he's going to, I think he's going to be a great addition to JD Motorsports. And I love, I love seeing Jesse Littles there now with Colby there, Um, you know, love the way this team is shaping up for 2020 after, um, you know, obviously some of their guys going away this past season or moving on after the season.
10: We, yeah, absolutely. And we really still don't know. They have fielded as many as four cars on a regular basis. Uh, last year and we really only know for the most part what two of those cars look like yeah. right now obviously somebody will share the car with Colby uh, at some point during the year but um, you know we'll, we'll just have to see how all that shakes out don't know uh, for sure what the status is yet uh, for Garrett Smithley at JD Motorsports in 2020 but I suppose you'd have to think he would probably be back there um, you know, I, I um, unless there's something in the Cup Series full time that that might be able to pull him up a level, but I just can't envision anything at this late in the game that would would really pull him away from JDM. And he's really built a good foundation there with the the number nothing uh, moniker and and with that zero car. They've had some decent
1: success. Yeah. Well, uh, again, I think it uh, depends. I know he was looking at some opportunities. Uh, in the cup series, but I don't know what's materialized. I haven't heard anything about Garrett Smithley this offseason Randy. Have you no no, no it's, it's yeah. been on the
2: quiet front so far
1: yeah so we'll have to see where he uh where he lands and you kind of transition for me into our first around uh, the table topic um of of the colby howard conversation you mentioned phoenix um We're now back to being Phoenix again. Thank God. Yeah, we're not uh, ISM Connect Speedway or ISM Raceway or whatever it was. It is now Phoenix Raceway once again. Uh, Jacob, what do you make of that? Two words. Thank God. Thank you. That's what Randy just (laughs) said. Thank you, Jacob. (laughs) We
2: agree on something finally after a year and a half.
1: Well, you know, I, I mean, it's interesting because from what I understand, ISM not going away from Phoenix They just basically changed the deal. Their business model changed a little bit. Uh, And so as it did, the, you know, again, they didn't need the naming rights really anymore. They're, they're doing some kind of different things with the racetrack. So um, I think it's going to be good. Everybody, I don't think anybody would really gotten used to calling it ISM. I was doing my best and I think I probably hit 90% on that one, but uh, every once in a while I'd revert back. So now we can just go back to calling it Phoenix again. And of course uh, we're going to get a championship race there. So That's probably, uh, all things being considered, that's probably interesting timing that that happened um, in the year that uh, Phoenix becomes the site for the championship event. Um, With that being said, we got about a minute left. We're going to start talking about uh, Chili Bowl a little bit here. We've got Austin Langenstein going to join us in about 20 minutes or so. Um, how many entries are we up to, Jacob? And in about thirty seconds, what are we looking like? Six thousand. No. <laughs> no.
10: Yeah, I think we need a bigger building if Randy's <laughs> number. <Yeah. go. laughs> pretty um, close. Five or six three, of them. Three. Yeah, three hundred and forty-six entries. That's I That's Um, it's 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 quite the list. Um, and in about. Fifteen seconds. Uh, Kyle Larson is the favorite. There are a couple dark horses that I can talk about in the next segment, but I'm not sold on Christopher Bell. I know you are. I'm not. I'll tell you why on the other side.
1: Okay. Well, we can do that. We'll uh, we'll have some Chili Bowl conversation before Austin joins us here in about 50 minutes. We'll start that conversation right around the turn. You are listening to Motorsports Madness. Presented by mycomputercareer.edu training for a better life. We'll be right back.
2: Hey, this is Reed Wilson, and you're listening to Race Chaser
1: Radio. Now back to the show. Yeehaw. Yeah, Reed sort of, Reed serves as our wake-up call every show. Hey!
2: <laughs> I just think of the Dukes of Hazard every yeah. time I hear his
8: re-entry.
1: <laughs> yeah, Reed's, uh, Reed's mm. an interesting character for sure. Okay, uh, welcome back to Motorsports Madness. Tom Baker, Randy Miller, James Mellick. And uh, Chris Burdock hanging around, too, in the studio, WSIC studio in Statesville, North Carolina. Jacob Seelman on the phone with us on the Strutmasters.com hotline. And we uh, start talking a little bit about Chili Bowl for a segment or two of Austin Langenstein coming up in our next segment. And uh, he'll be talking to us about the driving portion of it because he's going to make his second attempt at the A-Main this year. Fell just short uh, the last time he attempted and looking forward to taking another opportunity this year. So Jacob, um, you say Kyle Larson is the favorite. And I guess if you base it on current stuff, outdoorsy midget stuff, you're probably right. But um, when it comes to the chili bowl, you know, as well as I do that half the battle is qualifying and getting through your qualifying night successfully. And that doesn't always work out too well at the Chili Bowl, as you well know.
10: I do well know that. But the catch is, if you have a fast car going into your preliminary night, usually that carries you a long way. And if you have a fast car, you can usually avoid most of the chaos that happens deeper in the field. And, you know, it's funny, I finally start listening to what you've tried to preach to me all these years, and then you go, you you backpedal on me and tell me, well, no, Christopher Bell is still the favorite in your mind based on past statistics, which is usually what I would always say, but I'm finally subscribing to the theory of what have you done for me lately? And what Kyle Larson has done for me lately is win win and win and win and win and
1: win and win some more.
2: What has 2020 done to Jacob? He's not statistical anymore. (laughs) What is wrong with you?
1: Well, here's my response to that. Normally, I would agree with you, except that I just don't see outdoor versus indoor being an exact uh, barometer, honestly. I don't. The Chili Bowl is, is different from anything else these guys do all year long, and I'm not saying that Kyle Larson isn't going to be lightning fast. I'm sure he will, but... Until Kyle Larson proves he can win a Chili Bowl, I, I'm just personally going to have a hard time having that faith because he's been so close how many times, and he, he always finds a way to mess it up. And, you know, and or Chris Bell is just faster. Um, but, you know, and you've got, you may not have Chris Bell with Keith Coons, but you got Zeb Wise and a couple of other hot dogs. And I think um, I think you've got a few teams this year that could make some noise with the lineups they got. Uh, so, yeah, I will agree that Larson is a favorite based upon recent events outdoors. I'm just not ready yet to um, to anoint him the clear favorite in the Chili Bowl itself because I haven't seen him be able to to get through a Chili Bowl without either a mental mistake or, um, you know, something just happening to the race car or whatever.
10: Fair enough. We'll just have to wait and see. But uh, at, at the end of the day, not only has he been fast outdoors, but Larson won at Gateway, which is an indoor race, yeah. and it, that, right. that track that is, is about that, that track is about as tight as the Tulsa Expo Raceway. So I do think, even though it's it's not quite the same, that there is something to take away from that and something to be learned from that that gives you you know could give you some speed indoors. Now I'm glad you mentioned Zeb Wise because he's another driver that I think is really going to play a big and I mean a big part in this Chili Bowl, you take one of the hottest young talents in midget racing and you put him in, in my mind, the best cars in the building, and I think you're going to have a recipe for success. And I do think this year with Keith swimming back his Chili Bowl effort slightly from 11 cars down to 8 cars. I know that doesn't sound like a lot, but 3 cars at the Chili Bowl is quite a lot yeah, when, you, when you get down to the nitty-gritty of it. I think Keith trimming back his, chili bowl effort a little bit and being able to put a little more dedicated focus on some of those cars given the guys that he's got in them is going to be a really good thing i think it, it will allow zeb to capitalize and i think he's going to be a threat to win in the iwx number 71 when we get down to saturday night i believe he's going to have a a legitimate shot not just at a good starting spot in the main but a legitimate shot to win like i said as i do Canon mcintosh out of the kkm stable frankly
1: well, and isn't, is it, who's Rico Abreu running for? Isn't that, doesn't he? Won, yeah, I was going to say. Hey, Rico's, so. Yeah, Rico's driving for KKM. And we know that Rico can win a Chili Bowl. <laughs> so. He's, it, yeah, we do. He's done it twice. Yeah. So, I mean, I I don't think KKM loses a step here without Chris Bell. Uh, and I think Chris Bell's team will will put it together. Chad Boat has run very well there in the past. And I think Chris, with his experience, will make sure that that car is where it needs to be. So um you've got Clawson and Marshall with a couple of interesting racers out of that stable. We've got Ricky Stenhouse Jr. and Ryan Newman um running for uh, Klaas and Marshall. Now, it looked like they were kind of going to be um, down a man or two. But uh, I would argue with those two guys, you've got two who can certainly contend and it'll be interesting to see how they do. Um, You know, but you've got a number of cup guys in this NASCAR drivers um, and, a, and, a, you know, a number of drivers from outside of the, uh, the typical midget discipline, Donnie shots going to take another shot at it. Uh, and so, I mean, I think we've got more than enough uh contenders here that this should be kind of a unique chili bowl, at least seeing, Chris and Keith Coons in two different situations, uh, at least gives us something to talk about going in instead of another. Chris Bell is the heavy favorite.
10: Oh no, absolutely! I think all the driver changes this off season have really made this Chili Bowl. Uh, there's a lot of chatter around this Chili Bowl going into it, and I think that's a great thing for the sport as a whole. I think you know we had gotten kind of the last three years. It started. To feel like you know basically the same old thing, the same old thing, and the same old thing. And this year, there's hardly anything that's the same old right. thing in the chili bowl. There's more guys who are with different teams. I feel like than there are guys who actually are coming back to the chili bowl with the same team. So we'll see how it goes. Um, I'm excited about it. I can't wait to get out there. I think it's going to be a be a really. It's always a really fun deal, but I think this year has the potential to be a little extra special.
2: You know, I pulled up the entry list for the Chili Bowl. I started looking at it on Christmas Eve, um, and I'm just now to uh, in like the mid 30s. Uh, that's how many entries there are. But if you look <laughs> at um, if you look up and down, like there's there's guys in there that you wouldn't expect, like uh, Justin Allgaier is entered uh, again. There's um, uh, Logan C V There's a bunch of IndyCar guys actually in the field too, which is a really cool dynamic because this is like one race. You know, to, to kick off the entire you know, I guess racing season where you have IndyCar guys, NASCAR guys, uh, Brad Sweet's in the field too. So um, Brad and, and Donnie get to renew their World of Outlaws rivalry from last year. There's a lot of cool entries in here, that, and I think you know, aside from the guys that we're all talking about, there's a lot of surprises in here that really could surprise a lot of people. I think uh, Jacob and and you know, do a lot of big things uh, at the Chili Bowl.
10: I'll, I'll be honest, I was surprised when Donnie came back uh, this year, especially in a factory spike chassis entry. Um, I think that you know that's going to have the potential to make some noise. He was one spot out of making the Saturday A-Main in his rookie year at the Chili Bowl back in 2017. Would have made the A-Main if not for some bad luck in 2018, um, and then took a year off last year. I think Donnie, to me, is one of the most intriguing entries, and I'm excited that Santino Ferrucci is running right off the bat on uh, on Monday night uh, there for the first night of the Chili Bowl there in a bird entry. I think that he, he if nothing else, Santino is going to be mucho entertaining to watch, try and figure that midget out over the course of the day on Monday. And I do think having practiced earlier in the day and coming right back and running his prelim night Monday night is going to help the kid.
1: Well, I agree with that. And actually, uh, you know, Santino's one of these drivers – He's not an oval course racer. He, he's primarily been brought up uh, in the road course. I mean, he did race quarter midgets, but, you know, he then went to road course carts and kind of went on from there into the, you know, the the road course, open wheel road course type cars. Um, so this is not anywhere near his forte. Uh, and I don't think he spent much time on dirt at all, Um so he's going to be, again, you're right, he's going to be fun to watch. And it's drivers like him that come into this thing um, who are young and aggressive. And you know that they're not going to hold anything back, Jacob. So it's going to make them fun to watch as they try to sort of toe the line and, and uh, get through their qualifying night in good shape. So they don't have to be all that deep in the soup. Oh, yeah, I know. And if you're deep in the
10: soup when you get to Saturday, it is a long yes. day.
1: Yeah. Um, if
10: you make the A main, I believe it automatically it puts you in at least an E on Saturday, which even that in itself, we watched guys go from the E to the A in the past. So it's doable, but I do think in order to have a realistic shot, you've got to make your preliminary night A main, otherwise you're in real trouble.
1: Yeah, it's uh it's interesting. You've got uh Team Ripper is actually pretty strong. That's who Austin Langenstein is racing for. We'll uh we'll talk about that with him in a moment. But uh also Petrie Motorsports, Jerry Coons Jr. and Connor Daly among the drivers for that team. Jerry, a veteran of this kind of thing. Connor Daly not uh Connor's another one of those drivers gonna be interesting to watch as uh, we get there and Darren Pittman also starting uh the, in another chili bowl effort i mean there's just a ton of talent in this field from a variety of different disciplines
10: yeah there is and i'm gonna reserve my uh jerry coon's opinion for now because i think if i actually said what i think is going to happen during this chili bowl i'd probably get a lot of hate mail because i'm not on the jerry coon bandwagon
1: interesting okay well we'll yeah. We'll, we'll leave that where it is then and uh, move right along. We've got less than 30 seconds, so we're going to suspend our Chili Bowl discussion just for a moment or two. While we step aside, when we come back, we're going to be joined by uh, part of Team Ripper, Austin Langenstein, going to join us, one of our Carolinas racers, right around the turn. You are listening to or watching Motorsports Madness, presented by MyComputerCareer.edu. It's... Awesome. We'll be right back.
9: At what age and size should a child start using a booster seat?
5: Don't assume you know it all when it comes to car seats for your child. Go to safercar.gov/the right seat and know for sure. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council.
0: Hi, this is Derek Kraus, and you're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show.
1: Welcome back. Making racing radio great again. Motorsports Madness with Tom Baker and Randy Miller along with James Mellick in the studio at WSIC Radio and TV in Statesville. We are live, of course, on WSIC TV 25 in Charlotte. And also on the Performance Motorsports Network. If you're hearing us on demand or through our sports byline USA syndication, uh, we are happy to have you with us as well. Jacob Seelman is on the phone with us, and he is joined on the phone by Austin Langenstein, who is part of Team Ripper for this year's Chili Bowl. So, we'll make jacob wait a second and say hello to austin first welcome back to the program austin and uh glad to have you back running the chili bowl again man this is uh you kind of got a different band to uh work with this year and looks like you're set to have some fun over there yeah absolutely tom
4: it's good to be back in the show it's um it's good to be on this side of the show sometimes we uh host Post some shows over at HMS Motorsports. Sure do. The show and yeah, no, I'm really looking forward to getting to the Joy Bowl. Headed out to Tulsa about 7 a.m. tomorrow morning.
1: Well, we're glad we caught you before you left. We hope you finished packing because we know that uh, that's basically not one of your favorite tasks as you so... F- humorously pointed out to us on uh, facebook the other day um but uh, hope hopefully you've had enough time to get through it and you're ready to go uh we're excited about this of course uh, hms motorsport and schroth racing combining to um to help you in your effort this year and you've got a new team and i think alex bowman helped you put the car together is that true
4: well, uh yeah, so first off, you know, without shirt racing and HMS Motorsport and Tom, Joe and Jeff and everyone at HMS, you know, it wouldn't be able to be possible and then Flea and everyone and actually uh so, you know, I went over to Alex's shop, um, you in North Carolina because my race car's not around here, so I'm running for Flea and I needed to see if I could fit in one of C J Leary's seats. That's <laughs> whose uh seat Flea had and obviously C.J.'s running for Alex, so I uh I mess is out. So, Hey okay, man, can I come over and try and sit in the seat? See if, you know, I can at least sit in CJ's seat and things, but yeah, everything's comfortable. We got some, uh, pretty cool short racing belts from there and all, so we'll be good to go. A
1: little bit of sunshine riding with you, uh, for this year's chili bowl effort. Uh, definitely looking forward to, uh, to seeing what you can do. Now, the last time you ran the chili bowl, you really turned some heads. Talk about, talk about what that was like, uh, to i think you were with uh what chad boat right the the, the last time you did this
4: yep yes yeah, so and the only other time i've run the triple i was able to run for chad and billy boat yes and they gave me a great ride and everything all weekend and i never sat in the midst that time yeah you know, i never filed one off or anything yep. so we were just you know going out on the limb and you know wanting to have fun and i knew we'd be able to run good and yeah i think we told some heads and yeah this show i'm going to win so we'll be good
1: well it uh looks like you've got quite a race car Uh, for this time talk about what it's like from a driving perspective i mean we've got a worldwide audience here and i'm sure a lot of uh those listening to this show um either aren't familiar with the chili bowl at all or they may have watched it but really don't know a lot about um really how difficult this is i mean there isn't a race all year that anybody's going to run that's as hard to make as this one. When you start with three hundred plus entries and you got to whittle it down to twenty four, I mean, you know, you've 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 got a whole lot of competition, a whole lot of close racing, and a whole lot of <laughs> upside down and uh, bent sheet metal uh, as well before uh, the, the week is over. What's it like from the driver's perspective to compete in the Chili Bowl?
4: It's honestly, it's really a dream come true. I mean, when you roll down the ramp and you go out onto the track and everything, you feel like, obviously it's in those, but you feel like, you know, you're at the Super Bowl or something like that. I mean, there's fans everywhere, especially on Saturday. The place is sold out and the fans are there from, you know, 7 or 8 in the morning when the first, you know, main event goes out. And, I mean, the racetrack's super challenging as well. you got to be really precise. You want to either, you know, run the run top, run the cushion or, you know, you can make some hay on the bottom as well, you know, and then you've got to, you know, keep your focus and everything. You know, there's a lot going on. you got the photographers on the infield and the lights flashing, and it's it's like nothing else in the world. But, I mean, the the week and the race, it's my favorite event all year. I mean, I'm fortunate enough to go to a lot of races, during the year and things like that, and, I mean, nothing, nothing is like the Chili Bowl.
1: I think Jacob can probably attest to that. He's uh, been there uh, a couple of times and and uh, uh, knows what it's like from the opposite side. Of course, uh, never driving it, but uh, certainly being there as media and uh, and a fan, right, Jacob?
10: Oh, absolutely. This will be my third straight uh, Chili Bowl Nationals, and quite frankly, it's it's you know like Austin said, you 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 can't. There aren't words really to describe the experience. You ha- you just have to go and experience it. And once you've been there, you 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 you'll understand what I mean by that. But once you've been there, you also get kind of get sucked in in a way where it's a giant party for the whole week and once you've enjoyed it once, you just can't miss it again. And uh, well, and I know Austin was just last year when I was there and he was Selling safety equipment for the week and didn't have a ride. I remember him telling me how, how bad this was that he has to, to be there and listen to race cars and doesn't have a race car to drive. That's, that's never a fun feeling. And, uh, you know, for, for everybody that drives it during the week, uh, you know, the common denominator is yeah, okay, we're here to win and we're here to perform, but this is just a lot of fun. You know, fun is the buzzword out there, yeah. and I can't say that enough.
1: Austin, was it worse for you to not be driving it last year after driving it the year before than it would have been if you'd never driven it at all? Well, I mean,
4: obviously, you know, I'm a race car driver of hope. You know, I want to race anything I can. But, I mean, I have an amazing day job at HMS Motorsport And, you know, yes, you know, once you race it once, you want to race it. I mean, it's such an event. You can't fathom what it's like to be, you know, at the Chili Bowl, let, let alone actually racing it. But, I mean, like I said, you know, obviously I enjoy, you know, going out there and, you know, I have a great time, you know, woken my HMS booth over on the, um, you know, trade show, things like that. And I'll be doing that again this year when I'm not in the race scope, I'll be over at the booth, so come see us. But, um, I mean, absolutely. I mean, it's it's tough, you know, being a racer at any racetrack. You just want to jump in there. But, I mean, yeah, once you once you race the Chili Bowl once, you want to race it every for the rest
1: of your life yeah i'm sure i mean i just feel like you know once you had that taste uh it's even harder to just to just watch but uh you get to do double duty out there between driving and and uh selling safety equipment so let's uh let's throw some some shape here to uh hms and uh spend a minute or two talking about what you're going to have available out there and what you guys do for racers all over the country in a variety of different, uh, disciplines.
4: Yeah, absolutely. So HMS Motorsport, we're the leader in motorsport safety worldwide. We will the North male can for shirt racing belts, true helmets, will temperature regulated, Nomex underwear and several other companies. And we'll have a booth out there. Like I said, in the, uh, the expo. Um, it'll be the same spot we've been in the last, you know, five years or so. Um, and, yeah, we'll have, you know, helmets on site that we can properly fit you for a helmet. We can build it out whether we integrate electronics into a Hans post So you know, if you have a SHO Flex, if you need to post for that. Anything, you know, we can integrate into the helmet. Uh, we'll have a lot of different types of suits. We'll have a bunch of Alpine Stoles products. We'll go and mail, um kind of in collaboration with Alpine Stoles. So we'll have that stuff. We'll have some Adidas, NOMP stuff. Um, we'll have, you know, Stilo helmets, Schubel's helmets, Arai helmets, racing optics, tailoffs, for so all types of helmets. So, you know, if you have a different manufacturer helmet and you've got some tailoffs, come see us, we'll have them. Uh, but, yeah, pretty much anything driver safety ladies will have. We'll have plenty of stroke belts, all different options. If you want lash link cam lock stuff, we've got a kind of a new product most with, uh, you know, the the ratchet belt. Um, a lot of sprinkle guys like that. Um, we'll have the Stroke XLT head and neck device, the Flex, you know, several different head and neck devices, but, yeah, pretty much anything safe to the ladies will have it on stock.
1: Now, you'll have, you have radios, too, that you carry. Uh, I know that isn't such a big deal at the Chili Bowl, but uh, certainly for anybody who needs them, uh, you carry radios as well. Yeah,
4: absolutely. We've got a company in-house called RaceCom, and um, Ash and the boys over there will do a great job with it on the other side of the warehouse and all. And yeah, we'll have... um. We'll be able to uh, do custom ear molds, you know, right there at the track. My cell phone, Jeff, will be there so we can take the ear mold impressions. You know, we'll take them back, and it'll take a few weeks to ship them to you. But we'll be able to do all that right on, you know, right on
1: site, right at the track. Okay, Jacob. We got about three minutes. Got any questions for Austin?
10: Honestly, I I think the only one that I've got that uh, I I haven't discussed with him in some form or fashion in the couple weeks leading up to this is uh you know, what, what What? are you expecting that might be different this time, teaming up with Flea and working with that team compared to your first Chili Bowl when you were working with Tucker Boat, if anything? I mean, I'm not necessarily really expecting anything different. Um, I know Flea and the
4: guys, you know, Steve and everyone at Team Ripple, they have awesome equipment. We've got a great Stanton S 11 modal, and I know we're going to have a co that's capable of winning. And honestly, like I said, I'm not – really thinking of anything different except for the fact that i've actually been there and done it now so i know what it's like driving a midget and driving a midget at you know the chili bowl so i think we're going to be light years ahead of where we were a few years ago when i ran for chad and billy
1: well that sounds great i mean i'm excited to see you getting another shot at it and i know you know you and really enjoyed yourself uh two years ago when you got to do it the first time this is an event like no other in the sport if you're listening to the show and you've never seen the chili bowl uh it is truly it's a whole week of qualifying uh beginning this coming monday and they run a qualifying night every night leading up to saturday and saturday anybody who's not already qualified goes through what they call alphabet soup which can start uh gosh um h main or whatever i mean there's there there are uh and you go all the way up, and, I said, and hey, I think we
10: I think we've gotten all the way down to double O mains now. Wow,
1: that's uh, it's pretty amazing stuff. And I mean, if you you know Austin, you know what it's like because you uh you had to come through a few mains just to get to where you got. What was it like being in the middle of the soup? I mean, yeah, it's, it's honestly
4: pretty fun. I mean, you know, obviously <laughs> you want to be locked in locked into the you know the A mains for Saturday night, but hey, I'm a racer. So I like being on the racetrack, so. I mean, it's pretty fun to drop in. You've got nothing to lose, really. You know, will not be able to make friends once you're on track, and especially, you know, come Alphabet Soup Saturday. You know, you'll just be able to do the best you can for your team. And I know, you know, we're gonna have a great short racing, Cole.
1: You've uh, you've grown up racing a number of different types of cars. Uh, how does the midget to c- compare to anything that you've raced prior?
4: Um, it's pretty similar, honestly, to the um, U.S. Legends Elmont. I did a lot of work with those guys okay. in you know, two thousand ten through twelve. And I mean the midget has, you know, a ton mo motor and things like that, but when I went to the Tour bowl back in twenty eighteen, that's what I was, you know, relying on was my you know, experience driving the Elmont. I was just, you know, basically going to hey, this is an Elmont, you know, sitting inside, and it's very simple and things like that and yeah, I just went like that and it worked out pretty well. But um yeah i mean between a midget that yeah, i've been fortunate enough to drive a few big block modified races for keith and chelsea black and the midgets and the super doco big block modifieds, no bifo my favorite race cars i've ever driven
1: well you've got a great opportunity and uh, we're all cheering for you man we're excited about uh, what you can do this time and uh, hope that you have obviously safe travels there and a great safe weekend of racing look forward to uh talking to you when it's over austin
4: absolutely we appreciate you guys and like i said uh Feel free to come see us over in the expo at the HMS Motorsport booth if you need anything. And uh, follow along on Instagram at Langenstein 7 and get some behind-the-scenes look at things. And, yeah, I think we'll have a good run. I know Flea and everyone at Team Ripple has got a, a great piece from me, and we're going to be fast, so we'll be good.
5: That's Austin Langenstein. We'll be right back.
8: For more information on firearm storage safety, visit ncpc.org. This message brought to you by the National Crime Prevention Council, the Bureau of Justice Assistance, and the Ag Council.
10: Hi, this is Tyler Ankrum, and you're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show.
1: Welcome back. Motorsports Madness presented by MyComputerCareer.edu, training for a better life. And since Jacob is not here for us to have to worry about rebooting him, we'll just have to tell you about My Computer Career without that usual bit of banter. So here's the deal. If you're looking for a changing career, or maybe you're just looking for a first career, MyComputerCareer.edu could be an excellent transition into a better life. It's an IT school that uh, is very well suited to train you for one of the fastest growing and most sustained growth industries in the current uh, market. And it's pretty simple to get started here. Just go to mycomputercareer.edu and take the free career evaluation. If you feel like IT might be something that you might want to pursue, you can do it one of two ways. You can do it either online, or at one of their seven campuses across the USA, and you can do it less than full-time. In other words, you can do it a few days a week. And again, either of those modes, online or at one of the campuses, and in as little as four months, you could be on your way to a new career in IT. here's the thing, I get people to ask me, Well, I'm not good at math or I'm not good at science. Can I still do this? Yeah, you can. It's not rocket science. It's IT. And believe it or not, you don't have to be so engineering minded. It's fairly easy to learn. uh, And again, doesn't require uh, full-time attention here. You can learn at your own pace. If you uh, get through the training and you're ready to go into the workforce, here's the way this works. In fact, let me back up. Before you even start with My Computer Career, if you need financial aid, they do have it available if you qualify, including the GI Bill. And then when you're ready to transition to the workforce, they work with hundreds of employers to help you to get started. So, again, they have campuses across the USA. They Also, you can do your training online. My Computer Career, it is training for a better life, and we appreciate them being a part of the Race Chaser Media family as we get set to uh, transition back to some other news of the day and of the week. We will step aside when we come back. We'll bring Jacob back. More news right after this. Stay with us.
7: How to be a great dad in 15 seconds. Bike ride. Go fish. Walk in the park. Phone call. Milkshake. Play catch. Picnic. Fly a kite. Tell jokes. Laugh. Talk. Read a story. Tell a story. Bumper car. Swing set. Bowling. Pillow fight. Cut loose. Stay tight.
3: That's 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center. Rev up your career. Do
9: you hear that?
0: Hi, I'm Casey Kane, and you're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show.
1: Welcome back to Motorsports Madness presented by mycomputercareer.edu. I want to say a special thanks as well to our other um, big sponsors that we have as part of our Race Chaser. Media family, uh, HMS Motorsport, as you heard Austin Langenstein talking about earlier, the leaders in motorsport safety. You can find them on the web at hmsmotorsport.com and also strutmasters.com, the suspension experts. If you want a softer ride for your car or your motorcycle or your truck for that matter, strutmasters can help you. Just look them up at strutmasters.com and they will find the right solution. We'll go back to the strutmasters.com hotline bring on jacob Seaman, jacob we got about a minute and a half or so left but uh want to start talking a little bit about uh, the arca season because some interesting things happening over there that we haven't really touched upon and we got the arca test coming up fairly shortly um and i think one of the the teams that i'm looking most closely at uh rev racing not rev racing but uh um venturini racing with uh ryan Repco. um ryan i think is a driver that uh, can definitely contend for a championship if you give him the opportunity and it certainly looks like he's got a good one with venturini
10: the problem is he doesn't have an opportunity to run for a championship which i hate because i totally agree with you but he's got five races to go out and try and win which i believe he's going to be a factor in every race he enters with venturini this year he's running yeah. daytona which is a huge proving ground. We know that. And then he's got four more races scattered throughout the season. He's going to be sharing that car with Chandler Smith. They are trying to give Venturini an owner's championship, and I think that pairing is going to be really dangerous in terms of that fight.
1: Yeah, I do, too. And that's why I said if somebody gives him an opportunity to run for a title, I think he would be a contender. Um, But after having some Xfinity starts with – JD this past year Ryan is a driver I think that comes into the Arca series with some confidence and some uh, big car experience Randy and I feel like Ryan is ready to go out and get the job done so hopefully this uh, 5 race stint And the help from Chandler Smith will turn into a full-time ride at some point, maybe even 21.
2: Venturini is one of the best teams you can drive for in the Arca Series. Yes, A lot of good talent have come out of that team.
1: Yes, and uh, Rev Racing on my mind as well. We'll talk about that uh, during the show. Back with more in just a moment.
3: You own a performance car and you know how to drive, but you want to learn real performance driving.
1: Still waiting for definitive news on Spencer Boyd for 2020, but uh we've got Jacob Seelman on the phone with us. And uh we can bring Jacob on because Jacob has a little bit, uh Jacob has a little breaking news sounder that he likes to do. Uh, and for purposes of this show, we've got some of that. So, Jacob, hit, our, hit the breaking news, will you? <laughs> okay. Breaking news. Thad Moffat going to be running the ARCA race at Daytona, but not with his usual empire racing team. He's running with DGR Crosley for the uh, Daytona ARCA event. Jacob, I'm curious, what do you know about this and what do you make of it? I'll be honest. I uh,
10: was, Tied up in a couple of different projects today, and I haven't had a chance to really go digging yet. But I will say that I I will admit to complete shock when I saw that uh, when I saw that press release come out this afternoon because of the the very tight relationship that RPM has always had with Empire Racing Group. So this, this move kind of blew me away a little bit to be. To be totally honest, but I think it's a tremendous move if you're Thad Moffitt because DGR Crosley has shown a penchant and an ability to win and be able to win on uh, super speedway racetracks. I I can't say restrictor plate racetracks anymore. I've really (laughs) been trying to break that habit. Um, on Super Speedways, obviously they won at Talladega with Todd Gilliland, uh last April in the ARCA Series, and I believe that they'll have a shot. This gives them a really good one-two punch for Daytona with Haley Deegan and, and Thad Moffat, and I'm I'm not looking past those two as, you know, I think their guy... Well, guy and girl, I I think they're both very, very capable of going up and putting really, really, really strong results down in this season opener.
1: Well, um, sticking just with Moffitt for a moment, uh, four top ten finishes and seven starts last year in the Arca series. He is going to run the Petty Blue colors. Uh, It does not say that... He is going to run the number 46, though it doesn't say that he's not, uh, but uh, sponsored by Performance Plus Richard Petty Signature Series. Uh, And it's going to be interesting to see where this goes, because if he does well, um, we'll see if he gets more opportunities here with uh, with DGR Crosley. Yeah, I found this. We just, uh, Chris Murdoch just uh, let us know about this a few minutes ago, and we wanted to get this on the air, Randy. I'm I i I'm having a hard time believing that he's not running for Empire Racing, but I think this makes him an instant contender to win because DGR's stuff at Daytona is really good.
2: Yeah, it's a huge opportunity for him, I and mean, it, it kind of makes you wonder if there's something a little bit more, you know, down the road going on where they may but some sort of a you know more permanent partnership between RPM and DGR Crossley Well maybe? here's
1: what's interesting is uh DGR Crossley is a member of the Ford family and RPM has been a member of the Chevy family for uh, a couple of years now they uh But 2021 is on the horizon Ford. Yeah I mean this is uh this is really intriguing Jacob but we're going to have to keep our eye on this Haley Deegan, I I think has a shot at, I mean at Daytona anybody has a shot I'm 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 interested to see how Haley performs this year. I think that this is a big step up for her. And, mm-hmm. you know, if she is able to learn quickly, then I think she'll do very well. Um, you know, she mm-hmm. she obviously proved she could run up front in the K and N West series last year, mm-hmm. but uh you know, she also had uh, a number of races where she struggled. So um, I think it's going to be interesting to see how Haley performs uh, with the new Ford Ford family um, operation. And uh, this certainly is uh, this Arca race at Daytona is always uh, full yeah. of young drivers trying to make their mark. So uh, full of crashes too. Yeah, well, it can be for yeah. sure. Uh, uh, I, and and
10: just I, I want to throw this out there too because I was I was watching on social media and on the ARCA website a lot of people commenting about how you know we might have more than 30 cars for this ARCA race at Daytona because there's like 43 or 46 cars entered for the open test and my response to that is guys you you guys need to slow down and actually look at the list of drivers that is on this testing right. list yeah. because there are many of them who are not yet of age to run the Daytona Arca race and are simply utilizing the opportunity to test as just that. An opportunity to test and get more uh, you know get more experience and, and get some track time on a super speedway before they become of age to actually race on a super speedway and then there's andy hillenberg who has like (laughs) like 10 10 different drivers entered in the test (laughs) and i know and i know for a fact
1: andy's only got like three cars well andy remember that andy uh has always been one of the teams that you go to for arca approval and so i think uh it's just kind of natural that he gets a bunch of kids to uh uh spend the money to go down and and test with him and i never quite understood uh, allowing the drivers, if you can test underage, I feel like you ought to be able to race. But um, you know, it's it, it seems kind of silly to me to have underage kids on the racetrack. But that's the way they've always done it. Um, but it's uh, it's always a fun race, and always uh, obviously it's the first uh, actual oval track race of the year that that counts for anything other than pride. Um, and so uh, you know, I always enjoy it. But uh, thought I would pass that along about Thad. Uh, because it it uh, definitely this mm-hmm. is of course for those who don't know who Thad is, well <laughs> Thad is a member of the Petty family, and um, mm-hmm. is uh, the fourth generation Petty. Fourth generation, yeah, exactly right. Nineteen years old, um, and uh, he is the grandson. Um, hey, hey,
10: do we have do we have time before uh, before we hit a break that I can toss in a nugget or two from yeah. the from the test center? We got about uh, my
2: we got about two and a half minutes. Be careful tossing those nuggets around.
10: <laughs> ha ha ha! Okay, thanks, Randy. Um, so a couple of things here. Number one that uh, <laughs> caught my eye, particularly not not necessarily affecting the Arca series, maybe affecting the NASCAR Gander outdo- uh, RV and Outdoors Truck Series, is Derek Krauss being on the test list for Andy Hillenberg. I've heard I've heard, keep hearing rumors about Krauss going truck racing with Bill McAnally, and what better way to get approval to run the truck race at Daytona than to get laps uh, on a super speedway in an ARCA car. Uh you've got Sam Mayer, who is not of age yet, but testing for Andy Hillenberg to get some laps at Daytona. I think that's a big deal. Um Dawson Cram who's never who's run truck races but not um on a super speedway yet is is testing. I think the return of Tom Hessard in a Chad Bryant car is particularly interesting. because yeah. we know he knows how to win at Daytona. And uh look you know, looking down a little further Um, Ty Gibbs is still not 18, but the fact that he's testing and preparing and and getting ready is going to be fun. Um, And then uh, here's the biggie. David Gravel, KBR Development, they have a GMS alliance. Keep an eye on that pairing during the test this weekend at Daytona. Oh, by the way, I'll get to hear from him about it when he gets to Chili Bowl next week.
1: Yeah, for sure. He's another one that's going to try to tackle the Chili Bowl. Uh, Some interesting names on that list for sure and Derek Krauss is one of the drivers uh that we are still waiting to hear officially about his plans for 2020 We're pretty sure we know. We're pretty sure we know, but well, yeah, I mean it's kind of one of those uh it's official when the press release comes out. Uh and with some of the the way that some other things have fallen over the last month or so, I'm not too sure about anything at this point. But uh, certainly, it looks like Derek, uh, or he should somebody needs to give the kid a truck ride. Um, and hopefully, it'll be Bill McAnally who does it. Um, we still have not heard anything about Todd Gilliland yet. Uh, we keep talking about DGR with other drivers. Now the peep about Todd Gilliland. And we're about a month, month and a half away. So uh, something's got to come up for Todd pretty quick if he's going to be in Daytona driving something. It'll be interesting to see. No kidding. Yeah. So we're going to step aside. When we come back, uh, we've got more news. We had an announcement on the Cup side of things that will be kind of interesting to talk about with regard to Ross Chastain. So we'll get to that as we come back, you are listening to Motorsports Madness, presented by My Computer Career. Donnie, to you. Be right
3: back. Parents, your son or daughter has had their license for a while now, but you want to make sure they're prepared for any situation they may face on the road. High school driver's ed doesn't teach them to drive defensively. They need to be prepared for any highway emergency. For less than a month's insurance and a whole lot less. BSR instructors at Summit Point Motorsports Park in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia will teach your son or daughter how to respond instantly and positively to unexpected situations on the road. BSR's specialized accident avoidance training teaches swerve to avoid maneuvers at highway speed, ocular driving, which focuses driving attention on ways to avoid accidents, vehicle dynamics and feedback, skid control and skid recovery, threshold braking on straights and progressive braking on curves, and off-road recovery techniques. This is stuff driver's ed simply doesn't teach.
1: You have family and friends who care about you, so don't settle for second when it comes to motorsport safety. Just stop in to HMS Motorsport, visit them on their website at HMSMotorsport.com, or send them a message on Facebook. Tell them the folks from Race Chaser Media sent ya.
0: Hi, this is John Androsic of Five for Fighting, here for RAD, the entertainment industry's voice for road safety. You know, style is a personal thing, and your lifestyle is your business. But if you take it on the road, it becomes everybody's business. So please, plan ahead, designate before you celebrate. Friends, don't let friends drive drunk.
5: A public service announcement brought to you by RAD, the National Association of Broadcasters and the Ad Council.
4: Hi, this is Chandler Smith, and you're listening to the Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the
6: show.
1: Welcome back to Motorsports Madness, presented by MyComputerCareer.edu. Training for a better life. Tom Baker, Randy Miller, James Mellick, and uh, silently, Chris Murdoch, in the studio tonight. He's our
2: spirit animal today. Yeah,
1: Chris sometimes uh, gets on the air and talks with us, but uh, he's doing some picture-taking and uh, kind of just helping behind the scenes tonight. Jacob Seelman on the phone with us. And Jacob, the normal host of this show, is... uh, on the strutmasters.com hotline tonight. He'll be at the Chili Bowl next Thursday, so uh, we won't hear from him for a couple of weeks after this evening. But um, back to the NASCAR Newswire uh, Ross Chastain and Kyle Larson both in the news because Advent Health is um, expanding its role as a, as I like to call them, motorsports partner at Chip Ganassi Racing. Uh, and as part of that, Ross Chastain will drive the number 77 Advent Health Chevrolet Camaro prepared by CGR for the Daytona 500 and the Coca-Cola 600. And then uh, they'll be on Kyle Larson's car for uh, the Clash and uh, the playoff race at Kansas as well. But it's really the Chastain part of this that I want to talk about. I'll I'll, uh, ask Randy first. We'll kind of go around the table. Randy, this is not... A kind of satellite effort through another team. This is a CGR prepared entry for Daytona. Can Ross Chastain win the Daytona 500? I don't think anybody can win the Daytona 500. Well, but yes, Ross Ross
2: can definitely win the Daytona 500. <laughs> I, I I don't want to say he's becoming my dark horse favorite, but I I'm gonna I'm gonna have to think about that long and hard because it I mean. The CGR cars are obviously always fast at Daytona anyway, so um, why not give Ross an opportunity to go out there and uh, get some seat time at Daytona? James
6: Bellick, you want to weigh in on this one? Um, Well, I'm kind of biased, I hate to say, but I think there's another person that's going to win that 500, and I think that's C-Bell. I was just going to say, you're picking... I I have to take it, because I want to win Daytona, and... And uh, no better way to start the season off after a great I think you're contractually obligated so. to pick we were, yeah. the 95 <laughs> yeah. every week regardless. Yeah, yeah. But so I, Even if he's well,
2: not well, entered, you still have to pick the 95. Everyone at LFR so. is
10: listening think to this show. Got, guys, if I may, and, and, and Melick, may. This, may this, this may be the part where I actually save you here. I don't think the question was, will Ross Dessane win the 500? I just think the question was, could he? Oh, yes. yeah,
6: he could yes. do it. It, yeah. yeah, he won't. But he he makes, that was the question. Yeah. James's answer. Oh yeah, he can. He can win it as long as he's in the race. He can win it. You can start last and win that thing.
1: Uh, okay. Oh, we got Chris Murdoch set up at a microphone. Oh, Chris here. wants so to talk now. Chris wants to oh, talk. Oh my goodness. So what's your uh, what's your theory on this, Chris? Can can we see a a real upset special here? I wouldn't call it an
10: upset because you know CGR did this last year with Jamie McMurray in the forty. Well, that's Uh, true. So,
7: I mean, they've had they've done this in the past. So, yeah, Ross Jess tank can win the Daytona Five Hundred because
2: it's a CGR car. Ross isn't Jamie McMurray either. To be well, (laughs) I would argue. Yeah, I would
1: argue Ross is every bit Jamie when it comes to uh, super speedways at this point. Um, And and to be clear for the audience, this is a third entry. There will be obviously uh, Kurt Busch and Kyle Larson are going to run their normal cars under the premium entering well no this this does not say premium well, it says w- prepared by one CGR of,
2: one of the pictures i saw today had the spire motorsports logo under ross's car oh it does
1: say yes you are correct yes. it is okay. a Spire it's, motorsports entry. so it's still owned by I spire just had to it's read just this prepared place. by yes. CGR yeah <laughs> so. it's, it's it's still but, put your glasses on top. but again it's capable well i it, there's yeah. well yeah but look what I spire did last year
2: with justin uh with uh um, justin haley, justin haley. <laughs> so i mean it's
1: yeah. perfectly yeah. capable of interesting okay jacob you get your shot at this now go ahead make fun of us
2: all for Wrong. Yeah, what do, you, what
1: do you think? Can he win? All right.
10: Please hold while I remind you of something from last year's Daytona 500. Who was Ross Chastain driving for last year? Jay Robinson, Premium Motorsport. Correct. Where did Ross Chastain finish in what normally is, well, no disrespect to Jay Robinson, but comparative to the rest of the field, junk. Tense. Ross Chastain in a good car absolutely can win the Daytona 500. And not only am I going to go so far as to say that, I'm going to, with this stipulation, as long as he doesn't get obliterated in the big one, if Ross Chastain has a working race car for the final restart, Ross Chastain's finishing in the top five. In this Daytona 500 with that Ganassi prepared 77 car, yeah, it's, you
1: heard it here first. Well, it's it, it really isn't that far fetched to me no. because if you know anything about Ross's driving style, you know all of you, I assume, have worked the light switch. It's either on or it's off, and that's pretty much Ross. I don't know. Chastain's, I've had mine
2: stuck in the middle before. <laughs> yeah, hey, hey, they the do thing. have those
1: dim switches. No, yeah. there's no dimmer switch on Ross Chastain's right foot. It's either it's either all the way to the floor. Or it's off. Um, off the pedal and, and Ross is, uh, Ross is a very aggressive racer. And we, we saw now, obviously the circumstances with which Haley won the race, uh, in July were, you know, it was pit strategy and obviously rain, but, um, nonetheless, uh, we all know that at Daytona, if the car is fast then you can contend. And again, the big one plays into it. So as Jacob pointed out at the end of the race, You know, he could be, it it all depends where you are and and how good your luck is. So uh, I just think this is great. Ross is in for an interesting season. And, you know, he's the kind of a driver, Jacob, that makes anything he drives worth watching. It doesn't matter what team it is. If he's in it, you're paying attention to it. Because even if he's back running 20th or 25th, he's driving his you know he's driving his butt off doing it, so uh, he's passing cars. Ross
10: Chastain's going to win something during Daytona Speed Week. By the way, you know what Ross Chastain's going, and I'm not speaking to the 500, but Ross Ross Chastain is my pick to win the Daytona Xfinity Ooh. race, and I'm saying that I'm saying Picking that a already. month out. Yeah, no, I'm saying that a month out, Ross Chastain will win the 300-miler for the Xfinity Series at Daytona next month. And Ooh. I not only say that just because the kid's motivated, he's going to come out, I believe, after the moment that he had with Paul racing last July at Daytona, he's going to come out loaded for bear. And that team's capable, and I believe that Chastain and, and I am, imagine Chris Rice is going to be uh, on the box. Uh, they're going to go out,
1: and I think they're going to take care of business. I really do. Well, I don't know if we know Jeez. who's going to be, because uh, you've, you've got um, A.J. Allmendinger, I think, running for colleague as well at Daytona. So that's going to be a three-car team, and I don't count any of those three out, including Justin Haley. He's a oh. great super speedway racer. Can we
2: just say how weird it is to say that Daytona's next month?
1: Yeah, well... It's, yeah. I'm still <laughs> shocked
2: that Jacob was able to pick a winner already for the yeah. Xfinity race. I can't well, even decide well, our, what socks I'm well, wearing Well, picked the 500 already. Well, right. well, He's sure. got C-Bell and V He's has obligated. We can't take yeah. his pick. He
10: distracted <laughs> us long enough uh, over here with uh, Melick picking the 95 that he could Google all the statistics
1: up. He distracted me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. no, I, okay. I, I, I don't disagree. Mm. I think Colleague Racing is going to really contend for the championship this year in the Xfinity series. And I don't mind that we kind of distracted ourselves to go there. Cause it's, it's good conversation to talk about here as we get into the season, the Xfinity series changing a little bit um, because you've got the big three from this past year, all going to cup in what I think is going to be the one of the most epic rookie battles since junior versus Kenseth in 2000 and, um, and so the Xfinity series now becomes a little more wide open. Gibbs Racing gets a little younger, a little less experience over there. Uh, you've got Cindric, you've got Chase Briscoe coming back. Uh, but I think th- I think College Racing is the sleeper outfit here with Ross and Justin running full time for ch- for a championship. I think both of them should be in the playoffs and and deep in the playoffs this year. And AJ's running uh, a fairly hefty schedule for them too. Uh, from what I'm hearing lately, he's going to run several races. And there is the, there is still the potential, I think, for full-time for him, depending on how the funding works out. So um, I think we're going to hear a lot, Jacob, from college Racing this year, starting at Daytona.
10: Oh, absolutely. I, you know, Matt Collick's done a tremendous job building that team from really one car to a playoff contender now to what I think in 2020 is going to be a championship contender uh, and he's got the right two guys to do it. Ross and Justin both are wheelmen. They're put their foot to the floor, go fast, do what it takes. And you know, he's a very shrewd businessman. I love that he said, you know, I'm not interested in going cup racing because it a it's so big of a jump, and b we're happy in the Xfinity series. And I think for a team owner at that level, that says a lot to understand yeah. your metrics, understand what you know what works for you, and just do it and do it right. And that's what Matt Colick's done and it's what i believe is going to continue to make him extremely successful this year.
6: I just want to jump back to Ross Chastain real quick. Um you guys were talking about if Ross could win the 500. If he wins the 500, do you think he goes full-time cup or do you think he stays committed to Kali or do they have to find sponsorship for him at Ganassi oh, to no, go no, full-time? No. I mean, what do you think? Well, Cuz it's going to be tough to have a guy who just won the 500, the biggest race in NASCAR, not run um every event well he's
1: not there's no um and, and jacob can correct me if i'm wrong or randy but i there's no way he goes full-time cup this year regardless he is he is locked in at collie racing for a championship run what happens in 21 yes. may be another so, story but okay so so here's yeah here's my
10: response to that real quickly number one even if he won the daytona 500 and swap and swapped points the next morning, it would be the same case as when he switched points to go from Xfinity Series to Truck Series. Anything that he did while he's already declared for Xfinity Series points would not count towards the Cup Series. Right. So even if he won the Daytona 500 because he's declared for Xfinity points, it wouldn't matter. It wouldn't get him in the playoffs. Yeah. So no, and, and Tom's right. He's contracted to Colleague like, for a championship run, and I believe Ross is committed to call again to Chris Rice to see that through because he wants to give them a championship for their belief in him after everything that happened with
1: Chip ganassi
6: Yeah, Yeah, I forgot about the whole uh, points thing. Yeah, Chip doesn't have
1: a third entry for him anyway, so that wouldn't uh, matter. Okay, back with more after this.
7: How to be a great dad in 15 seconds.
10: Hi, I'm Cody Connor and you're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show.
1: Welcome back. Motorsports Madness is presented by a by mycomputercareer.edu. It is training for a better life. And also by HMS Motorsport, the leaders in motorsport safety. You can find them on the web at HMSMotorsport.com and Strutmasters.com, the suspension experts. Jacob Seelman on the line with us still and our last long segment of the day. Jacob's been um, missing in action a little bit uh, over the past couple weeks. So uh, I want to start to talk about the rolex 24 for a bit because that's coming up and haven't had a chance to really get into too much detail about that Uh, i'm curious jacob what your thoughts are on kyle bush's big debut at the roar well you know it's hard for me to
10: gauge it for sure because there's not uh There's not video coverage of the roar, and I've not seen any video of laps that Bush has turned yet. But from all indications from Lexus and all indications from the media that talked to Bush, everything seemed really positive, and by the end of the roar, it looked like his lap times were down within a second of Jack Hawksworth, his teammate in that car, who was actually the fastest man in town for most of the weekend in the GT Daytona class. So that says a lot for a guy who's never run the Rolex 24, who, to my knowledge, has never run on the Daytona road course for anything. To be able to get up to speed relatively that quickly is not only a testament to Kyle Busch's adaptability, it's just cool in general. You know, this this race not only marks the first major North American motorsports event of the year on pavement, but it really has always featured an all-star ensemble, and we haven't had what I would call as much big-name NASCAR participation over the last few years. We've had a few, but not a ton. Kyle Busch, to me, fresh off a Cup Series championship, is easily one of the biggest names you could put in this race. And I think it does a lot for the event to have him in it. I, You know, just looking at lap times alone, I would say it was a very good, very productive test for him. But I'm not going to know really how to gauge him until we get on track for practice and there's actually an opportunity to visually see him run a little bit better.
1: Randy, I think uh time, Jacob's right, any you strap Kyle Busch into a race car, instantly the amount of attention that gets paid to that race goes up. And Jacob's also correct in that we've seen a reduction over the last couple of years in the number of NASCAR drivers who are competing in this event. Uh, I feel like Kyle Busch will bring the NASCAR audience in a very big way this year. And I think by the time he gets to race time, um, he's going to be a contender that he's going to be up to speed. We saw Jeff Gordon. Uh, In in his opportunity a few years ago, he's on the winning team, but Jeff himself was not quite up to speed in in his stints. Um, I think Kyle's got an opportunity here to really put something into this for the team and not just sort of be the celebrity that gets in the car for a little while.
2: Yeah. Hey, Jacob, you said that you didn't see any video of Kyle on track. Why do you need video of him racing? Can't you just take his word for it? I mean, it's Kyle <laughs> Bush. Everything he says is golden. <laughs> I'm just asking. <laughs> I'm just asking wow, the question. Randy, I'm, so I'm just. I'm not even trying to be mean. I'm just like you know. He <laughs> no, says he's. He says he's great. He says he's <laughs> the fastest. You should be like, oh, okay. You're Kyle Bush, Of course, you're the greatest <laughs> yeah, in the best.
1: Far as she did say either it. of those
2: things. Well, no, but I'm just saying. Like he's like. Well, I didn't see a video. Well, it's Kyle <laughs> Bush. You don't need a video. You just take his word for it. <laughs> he says he's awesome. Okay, Kyle. College awesome.
1: fans, send mail to Randy Miller at.
2: I'm kidding. He's one uh, of the. He is one of the g-
6: best drivers in the world. I'm not gonna. I'm not taking anything not away from like him. you look like
1: you wanted to jump in here. Yeah, I
6: just want to ask you guys: think a re- the reason a lot of the Cup drivers got away was because of the the burn that Junior got so close to the 500 uh, years ago, or do you think you know they just kind of just don't really want to get into the 24 hour deal and want to be more prepared for the 500?
2: You, you know what? In all honesty, I feel like. Back, you know, several years ago, drivers used every chance they had an opportunity to get on a road course to get road course practice. Um, and now it's become such an even playing field when they go to road course races that they don't need that extra practice anymore. It's like it's it's basically just an extra race to run that they don't necessarily need because they, they want to mentally be able to prepare themselves for the 500 and all the everything that goes into 500 weekend. That that's just an extra added unnecessary race for a lot of guys to want to be in, unless you have a desire to win that race in your career in your lifetime.
1: I, I would agree like. with that, Jacob. You got a you got a take on that one?
10: Um, shoot, I I really don't. Just because I feel like it's so va- well, I guess the the fact that I'm saying it's so it's so varied. I I, I don't think it's any one reason in particular. I'll put it like that. I, I think it's it's various different reasons as to why we haven't seen guys um, or, you know, the, the guys that we have seen run it lately. But I do also think in a way, you know, it's a bit of a lack of available seats because, there, you know, we're down on car count this year, and that's a little bit unusual. But, and a lot of the NASCAR participations, the top, the top class, the prototype class. And we just don't have that this year. There's only eight cars. So I think at least this year that might have something to do with it. But I don't think that's a a trend that you can look back five or six years on. I think it's been other reasons the last few years.
1: I think Mellick's been uh, so caught up inside the LFR shop that uh, when you said they only have eight cars, Mellick uh, looked like he saw a ghost there. Yeah,
6: I definitely thought I saw a ghost when I heard eight cars. I mean, that's a shock. They usually have upwards of... Fifteen to twenty when they go there with the those things, and they're down to eight, and that's pretty wild.
1: What do you attribute that to, Jacob? Cost. It's a bit of a tra- it's a bit of a transition
10: year from a manufacturer's standpoint. You had Action Express trim down to one car. You had Core Auto Sport with the uh, um, Nissan DPI program uh, that go away, and and Core kind of go. Uh, elsewhere with their drivers um now i will say this where you lose out on a few uh, dpi's you didn't we did have an uptick i think there's six uh lmp2 cars um which are the the standard generic le Mans prototype cars uh which is the the second class right underneath the daytona prototype internationals i think you will see a stronger manufacturer presence next year in that uh that number come back up into the into the teens, or even closer to twenty, where we're where we're more used to it at the Rolex Twenty Four. I just think this year was kind of a, a, a an awkward gap year, we'll say, um, a, with some regulation changes coming, I believe, as well.
2: Interesting. Well, nobody cool. wanted a race against Kyle Busch.
1: <laughs> well, Kyle's not. In they already yet. knew he was going
2: to win. So what's the point?
1: I'll let you take that one, Jacob. Yeah. <laughs> I. No comment. Jacob's speechless. That doesn't happen very often. Yes, okay. I have
2: made a successful 2020. I've made Jacob speechless.
1: That that ha. does not happen very often. Okay, so that, that lets us kind of transition to uh, the topic that I wanted to get to. We'll spend the last uh, few minutes of the show back on the Chili Bowl topic because I, I want to get down to i um, picking a winner here, and the reason I want to do that on this week's show is because next week Jacob's at the Chili Bowl, and we'll have already had a few days of qualifying nights, um, so it's kind of almost like cheating, because you get to see who's fast, and who's been lucky, and who's already flipped, and whatever, so we'll start this week, and I'm going to start with Jacob, because Jacob is um, our resident Chili Bowl aficionado, if you will, so, Jacob, which Kyle Larson are you picking to win the Chili Bowl? <laughs> <laughs> yep,
10: um, that's exactly where I'm going. I uh, listen.
1: Predictable until, two-inch limbs. Until
10: somebody <laughs> proves he's beatable in that car, Kyle Larson is my guy. Period.
2: You know what? Speaking Randy of two-inch Miller? limbs, ask Red who he's going to pick. I think I know who he might pick. Right. Re- oh, really? <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs>
8: See, I'm the the thing we sure got with now
1: this year is yeah. is it's I'm, like sort of the 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 proverbial you know puppet that you you pull the little string in the back and it and it talks.
6: Fantasy NASCAR it's,
1: is going to be really fun this gonna year. It's going to say Sebel,
6: Sebel, Sebel. But he's he's already proven he can win there so many <laughs> times. How can you go against him already?
2: I, I'm thinking cuz we decided we we're going to play Fantasy NASCAR amongst ourselves this year and uh-huh. and I'm figuring that you know you're going to pick the 95 every week. Eventually you're gonna end up winning so at some point it's like you know when you go <laughs> to Vegas and you <laughs> you yeah. you play you know like red eleven or you know red twenty one every every turn until you win something eventually you're gonna end up winning or you're gonna end up getting arrested for no money. <laughs> So it's one of the two. Last things.
1: time I did that, I had chips on red and black, and the ball spun and dropped on the floor. So I, I don't really know mm. what to do with, with with. I don't think Vegas is the answer for me. But um, Randy, I'll start my... with you because we know where Melick's going. I'm going to pick Zeb Wise
2: because I feel like it's somebody else's turn to win, and he's got really good equipment. So I'm picking Zeb.
1: Okay. Um, Malik, you want to throw your c in now? Oh wait, hold uh, on. Brace
6: yourselves, guys. Brace yeah. yourself. <laughs> if I don't have to choose C-bell, <laughs> I have another one that I I would like to see do it as well. Uh he's proven he can win there as well and he's back in another good car. Is he in the 95 uh, car? Uh, I don't know what oh, number okay. he's in actually, I'll but bet I can Rico. Find
1: oh. Rico, I think he's 97. Oh, yeah, well, sure. close so enough. Jacob can tell us he's, he's already proven he can oh, win. I, I think list, he'll be yeah. just as yeah. fast
6: as well. Uh, so one of those yeah, two is my pick. Uh
1: Rico Abreu is in the ninety-seven car. Oh, ah, well, close yeah. enough. So uh, there way. you go. Okay, uh, uh, Chris Murdoch, you got one for us.
7: Logan Stevie.
1: Ooh. Ooh, that's, that's a, good a pick. little more. I mean, it's uh, he's certainly a favorite, but I would argue that's a little less of a two-inch lead. No, wall will stand in his way. Here. That's for sure. Uh, yeah, really. Um, okay, so I'm. I, I get. I, See, I want a real upset here. Like, I want to see somebody completely out of left just field. Close your witness. eyes and pick a name. So, well, n- well, I'm not exactly doing oh. that. I mean, I think that the guy I'm I'm gonna pick because, again, I'm just going for an upset special here just to do it. Um, and, and I'm actually picking Alex Bowman. That would be awesome to win the Chili Bowl. How cool would that be if Alex Bowman goes and wins the Chili Bowl? That'd be Jacob? cool. Jacob, I think, is once again in parentheses. I'm not sure. Uh, he fell asleep yeah, again. Oh. Yes, yeah, or, or I, I just knocked him out with I, I my talk, pick.
10: I it, no, it was. Uh, I I think that was a signal. Blip on my end. I caught about half your sentence, but I do know that you're. I I do know that that you picked Alex Bowman, which I you came back just in time for me to hear Bowman, and I'm like, wait a minute, he did not just say
6: that.
1: I just said it. I said I wanted an upset special because everybody's picking the favorites, Alex Bowman, to win the Jelly Bowl. Wow, how um, cool would that be? You mean? know
10: what? Hey, listen,
1: I'll tell you this, and
10: I spent a lot of time poring over this entry list. Um, I think a Bowman car has a shot at winning the Chili Bowl,
8: mm, I know but I don't that think one.
10: it's Bowman's car. I think it's the dri- his hired gun, C.J. Leary, who probably should have been in a top ten starting starting spot in the main event last year on Saturday night. If uh, well, the, the, there's a phrase for that. We'll just say if he didn't uh, make a few mistakes <laughs> along the way, exactly. Um. But Leary's going to be dangerous, I think. He knows what that car takes to go fast, and he gets around Tulsa as good as anybody. Keep an eye on C.J. Leary in one of Bo- Alex Bowman's Valvalline midgets. Uh, oh, that's next a good week.
1: pick. See, I'm not, don't go to sleep on Bowman. I'm telling you, it's, uh, it's going to be going be an interesting deal watching him. we got about uh, 30 seconds left. Jacob, uh, real quick, Dark Horse. Quickly for chili bowl. For chili bowl, well,
10: I just gave you one of them. Okay. Um, my, sec- my second, my dark- second, my second dark horse though is uh, actually out of the Tucker Boat Stable. It's Andrew Laser who's learned a lot. Oh, I love that. Of, All right. Yeah. You second midget rookie of the year. Keep an eye on Laser.
1: All right. That's it. We're out of here. Thanks to mycomputercareer.edu, and we've got uh, just. Oh, we got one more quick. I forgot. I'm one segment ahead. Be
8: right back. <laughs>
10: He'll be hey, well, to pick the win next year.
1: Yeah, well, you never know. Uh, We've we got to make sure he's going to race it first, but we assume that he will. Jesse Love will be old enough at 16, and uh, um, so it'll be interesting to see if he is still involved in that uh, type of racing in a year from now. Okay, back for our final segment of the radio portion of the show. we got about uh, a minute and a half um, to cover here and uh, uh don't forget those of you watching us on WSIC TV twenty five. Bless, bless you
2: for continuing to watch us yes. yes.
1: <laughs> we will get uh we have TV overtime coming up next. Uh Jacob, you're off to the Chili Bowl. You've got a whole week of uh all of the fumes and the dust and all of that. I'm sure you're just most excited about uh going to get dirty for a week covering the Chili Bowl.
10: I am most excited, always grateful for Emmett Hahn and Brian Holvert allowing me to come out and do it. Like I said, my third year doing it this year, and I will, I will never miss another one if I can get away with it because it's just a special event. You know, much like the Daytona 500 or the Indy 500 or any of these events that have the pageantry and the tradition, it's, it's, it's such a cool thing, and I'm, you know, really excited for this year. I think it's going to be one of the most unique we've seen in a long time. I really do.
1: Okay, those of you listening to us, uh, if you want to catch the Chili Bowl and you haven't before, pretty simple, go to ChiliBowl.com and all the information about where you can find it or if you want to go, all of that is right there on that site, ChiliBowl.com. That'll wrap it up for the radio portion of the show. TV Overtime coming up next for Randy Miller and Jacob Seelman and James Mellick as well. I'm Tom Baker. See ya.